let's start the podcast. Good evening, lunatics. Good evening, lunatics. Welcome to uh, the end of the year roundtable. Uh, we've brought Richie and Phil in here, um, really against their will. Um, they both whined and complained all day, mainly Richie. Richie's the, the, been the whiniest one about having to be on the podcast, but you know, I'm, I'm here for internet gold. Uh, and I fully expect one Richie Matthews to deliver that to us. Um, I don't think we'll be disappointed. Y'all might be canceled. Who knows? Well, that's, you know, Hey, um, I listened it 2023 has been a banner year for, for the company. Um, we've been going through some numbers and looking at different things and, um, it's been, uh, it's been a great year. I mean, every metric, um, that you can measure the, uh, success of a trucking company and every, every number's good. You know, um, we we're watching <clears throat> last I'd heard was like 450 carriers a day going out of business. Um, and yet we have <clears throat> increased the size of our fleet. We brought on more people. Um, our profits are good. Our rate per mile is good. Our cost per mile is good. Our fuel mileage is good. Everything's been great. Uh, sometimes it would make you wonder if maybe some of these people would ask themselves the question, if I'm, if they're doing good and I'm not, maybe I should do what they're doing. <laughs> no, we don't do that. You guys, <laughs> guys are fucking lunatics. <laughs> um, I'm not doing that. Well, uh, I don't even know where, where do you want to start? Well, well, first of all, let's start with our, with our sponsor. Okay. That'd be a good place to start. Let me, uh, why am I sound weird all of a sudden? Well, you sound off the mic. Check, check, check. There check. you go. You got to get, you got to get up on yeah, the mic. It a blocks bit. my face. I don't like my, my face blocked. Okay. I'm trying to show. Listen, there's a lot of people that would like to see your face blocked. So probably, probably. Well, go ahead and talk about our sponsor. No, I think you should. You're you're our you're our uh, our host. And I, I, I remember just, I did it last. I'm time. just the permanent color commentary guy. Okay, you're the you're the play by play. Well, I'll fill in if you screw up. Okay, the uh, uh, the Blue Ribbon Podcast is brought to you uh, in part by Pittsburgh Power. We are stocking distributors of the uh, OPS oil purification system and the. Um, max mileage fuel borne catalyst you can buy it on our website uh, along with ops and we'll ship it to you uh we have some exciting developments coming up in the first part of the year uh that we may be able to help you with some the installs and stuff so there'll be more to come on that um and uh you know we our relationship with pittsburgh power goes back way before they ever wrote us any checks um we've run ops since 2009 all of the Pittsburgh power performance adding products we've used the, mainly the damper and the balancer. We've bought the, uh, well, the muffler. Yeah. Well, the muffler fleet air filter, fleet, fleet air filter. And, um, we've put the, the exhaust manifold on a couple of trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the, the big thing that Pittsburgh power brings to the table is the, I mean, gosh, 50 years more of experience that Bruce has had, uh, I was thinking about Bruce today because um, Bob Spooner uh, is a guy that has a like 1960 something model Peterbilt, 
that who knows how many miles, millions of miles. Uh, he was in a really bad car accident this past week um, where a big truck had laid over uh, on 80 and uh, it was a blizzard. And I guess he hit that truck with his pickup truck and he's in pretty bad shape. So it looks like he's pulling through. Um, but Bruce has probably put three or four different engine combinations in that 60 model Peterbilt. I think it's a 62. Um, but you know, they just have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to diesel engine and diesel performance. Um, they have electrical engineers on staff. Uh, if they can't find it, it probably can't be fixed. Uh, we just sent an ECM up there, uh, that was, uh, had some gremlins and they sent it back. It wasn't able to be fixed. Uh, but you know, I don't think that cost us very much. Um, but you know, you can send ECMs, you can send trucks up there. So it's a full service shop and, uh, we're glad to have them be a part of the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and now listen, if you guys, uh, if you guys call, um, Pittsburgh power, uh, to inquire about their products, please let them know that you heard about them here on the yep. Blue Ribbon Podcast, because we appreciate them being a sponsor and we'd like for them to continue on being a sponsor in 2024. So, and the only way we do that is if they see a return on their investment. So you guys call them and tell them you heard about them here and that, um, you, um, you know, you like what you heard. So, all right. So anyway, <clears throat> we're here at the Wingate in, uh, Hurricane, West Virginia. This is where we do all of our training, as you guys who listen all the time know. And we're not training this weekend. We're just brought our management team together just for a little end of the year, kind of a wrap up and working on some strategies for next year and things that we're going to change and things we want to do. So let me introduce some people to you, okay? So next to me in the in the plaid shirt is Richie Matthews. Y'all have heard us talk about Richie, I'm sure. Richie has uh, been with us now for a couple of years, came to us as a youngster. How old were you when you came, Richie? 22? 23. 23. Um, was a um, senior <clears throat> trainer, by the way, for one of the big fleets when he came here. You're and, so fired for not uh, having your phone on mute. I'm doing it right now. That was my wife, and it's hard to mute that, okay? so and She has no idea we're on the air, so... Uh, so Richie came here, came to us from Omega Fleet, where he was a uh, as a senior trainer, and um, <clears throat> Richie has um, completed the program, and he now is in uh, uh, what we call extended stay. Uh, he has a paid for lunatic truck. Richie's goal is to have four or five trucks on and be become a fleet manager, um, and so at the current time he is our assistant fleet manager to chris and uh so he's getting all the training and all the experience right now of managing uh trucks for us preparing him for his venture into his own fleet at some point in time so richie glad to have you richie is uh i mean y'all know you've heard me talk about him over and over again richie's one of the guys came to us very young and you know we probably did some um, we probably made some decisions about him that were premature, Chris and I, <laughs> and, uh, listen, some of them weren't premature. Some of them were right on the mark, but, uh, Richie is a perfect example of showing you that you never know who's going to succeed in this program. You know, we've had lots of people come here that we had high hopes for because of their background or their 
abilities or whatever and to be disappointed. And then Richie comes here and, you know, I mean, he just, he, he, he has, he has uh, exceeded every expectation that we ever had, you know, of him. And, and now he's worked himself up into a nice position here on the management team. And we're glad to have you, Richie. We, we certainly are, are glad that you're in the program and we look forward to watching you continue to grow. Um, next to Richie is Phil, our platform um, division leader. Uh, Phil, of course, is a world-renowned uh, platform and heavy haul guy at Landstar. He is the brains and the and all of the experience and everything behind our platform team, which has grown now to three. We now have three uh, different people in a platform division. We have a Conestoga, which we start newbies out in. We have a step deck, and then we have a flat. Flat. We're in the process of trying to um, add a couple more flats to our fleet. So uh, we want to grow that part of our program uh, because. We- that want to get that experience and uh and phil is of course the perfect uh person person to uh to teach that so uh i noticed william haynes who is a <laughs> former he's a former uh graduate of the program has also contributed here that we're phil is a world-renowned beer drinker i'd have to i'd have to agree with that <laughs> but listen everybody at this table is world-renowned drinker and something okay uh, Chris likes these blue drinks nope. that Amber makes for him. Uh, I'm a bourbon guy. I don't. And uh, Richie's drinking whiskey rebellions. What kind of whiskey is it, Richie? Jack Daniels. That's not. Well, that's oh Jesus. It's good stuff. I still got to work on that. Okay, He's drinking that hot <coughs> gut. Phil is a beer drinker, no question about it. Although it doesn't look like beer. It's not. This is a whiskey sour. A whiskey sour. Well, better get his comments early on because he'll Speaking be going. Which, so, I need another so. drink. And Chris, what are you drinking? What is that? Uh, Crown apple and uh, cranberry. Crown. All these guys here drinking these. That's Canadian whiskey. That's Tennessee rot gut. What, what's in yours? You're going to be disappointed. I probably already am. Black label. God. There we go. My, my work is <laughs> cut out for me here, guys. Label. So anyway, well, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're going to have a little roundtable tonight. We're just going to talk about things. We'll probably be uh, willing to answer some of y'all's questions. I will tell you this right now. I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to be baited. I'm not going to be tempted. This is going to be a good night. Okay. <laughs> yes. You're not going to piss me That's off and get bullshit. me off the question. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with some of this shit that you guys are already trying to give me to debate, debate on. Not going to happen. So you're going Jared, to if you keep so. misspelling my name, I'm going to throw you out a window. I misspell your name. No, Jared is. Oh, Jared. Okay. So, oh, he's putting it. They're putting an extra T. All right. In there. Why don't we do this? Let's let let's <clears throat> let Richie talk. Okay, for a few minutes. Richie, just tell us. Just talk. It doesn't matter what you talk about. Just talk. Anything you want to talk about? Well, uh, ask him a question. Uh, a well, story. listen. You, congratulations. You you own a truck now. So how's that feel? Feels great. Um, <clears throat> no truck payment. I do whatever I want to. <laughs> I tell these agents what I'm going to do when I'm going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh, here she comes. Oh, Richie, listen, Richie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so is is we gonna is we gonna introduce her? She's been on the podcast before. Yeah. That's well. Listen, Thank you, buddy. Richie's better half. Amber, way, way, way better half. By the way, get behind me. Is Satan. here is here tonight. Okay. 
So where'd she go? Amber, come up here and stand behind Richie for a second. Let everybody see you. Amber is uh, is Richie's uh, better half. I can, still have not figured out what it is that he has told her that's convinced her to hang out with him. But it's the biggest lie I've ever constructed, I'm quite sure. So, and then she's in here. Um, she's in here contributing to his delinquency. I can see that. So, yeah. Remind you, when we were here for the live event, she contributed to Chris's delinquency with that blue drink that pre did. proceeded to have Chris rest his head on the microphone uh, windscreen. So, yeah, Chris wasn't doing good. Look, y'all look that up if you want to. Um, but anyway, hi, Amber. Hi. Glad you're here. Well, let's let's answer some questions. We've got a couple of no, questions. No, ask Richie a question. We want Richie well, to talk. Well, well, but I'm I want to let him answer participate. Some questions? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll go to that. Um, how about this one? Because yeah, uh, it'll be. I want to see how Richie responds to this. Are we on? Are we on YouTube or TikTok? This is a YouTube comment from DL. All right. Why should someone? Buy a 2011 Freightliner with 900,000 miles on it for $25,000 to start their business or not. Thank you. Richie, 2011, uh, 2011 Freightliner. 2011 is in that range of a bad uh, uh, emissions bullshit yeah. where it's not all worked out. So you would not want to buy a 2011. I believe you would want a 2017 or an 07 or older. 16 or 16 16 and over yeah, very 17. good 25,000 for an 11 uh with 900 that sounds a little stronger to me anyway uh y'all there there are 2020 and 21 selling for 25 and 30,000 exactly, right exactly now. so exactly i don't think i'd do that anyway i wouldn't buy it anyway because of the year but i certainly would get $25,000 for it so um again i think dl is, is is trying to evoke emotion here so but anyway um well, talk to us about there. Why do you know that he shouldn't want to buy a 2011? Explain that. Uh, over the course of three years, listening to y'all <laughs> <laughs> and seeing the bullshit posts on uh, Facebook about my trucks broke down, I'm gonna go out go out of business. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Because of emission issues. And and you said Richie wasn't articulate. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, in twenty twenty five thousand just to get a truck in your possession. Of that age, take take the emissions and stuff out of it. You're right. talking about a 12 year old truck, um, twenty five thousand just to get it. This fucking moment's um, and then <clears throat> to have to put you, you're going to have to put some money in that truck to get it ready. The bushings are going to be shot. The shocks are going to be shot. Um, it's probably going to be leaking oil all over the place. There's just money that you're going to have to spend if you can get into a truck of that age for five or ten thousand dollars. That's just money, extra money that you've got to put into uh, uh, into getting it ready. But to, spend to the twenty five thousand and move up to twenty sixteen. I was about to say, why two thousand eleven specifically? I wouldn't. I would. I, yeah. Who knows? I mean, he maybe he knows somebody that owns it or whatever. But yeah, we we have a we have a no go period. It's two thousand eight through two thousand fourteen fifteen. Those are not acceptable for us to purchase for any price because they're the emissions are too difficult to resolve. Uh, prior to that, we don't have emissions except EGR, which is not an issue. There's no reason to delete a truck with EGR. Absolutely no reason. Um, and then 2016, they've kind of gotten resolved. You know, if you if you do what we do, you know, do the do the diesel force cleaning, run the run the catalyst. We have two of these trucks. We have two of these uh, catalysts. I mean, these uh, Cascadias that um, 
No, we don't. We just have one, don't we? Have one. We have two Cascaders or we, one? We have two. We have two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any issues with them, right? Right. We have no emissions <clears throat> issues. Zero. So uh, the other problem with this is that 900,000 miles, this is probably Cascadia. If I'm the bottom end hasn't been done, yep. you know, that's going to be a huge issue. Um, so, and it's probably an automatic, which means that split fork shifter thing is going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. Well, so we just, we've just found just out about that. There's lots of issues about this that I would not recommend. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the Cascadia, um, as we've just found out, the DT12 transmission has a known issue um, with a, a, it's called a split pin that goes in the, um, in the side of the transmission where the TCM connects and that thing will freeze and stick. And it's a very simple, uh, repair. Once the transmission's on the ground, you have to pull the transmission to get to it. So, you know, there's eight, nine hours of labor just to get the transmission out to do a 40 minute job to replace the split pin bushing. Uh, but the thing won't shift. Ours would only shift into even numbered gears. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't go into any of the, I'm sorry, it wouldn't go into any of the evens. It would only go odds at one, three, five, seven, nine, 11, and then it wouldn't shift into 12. And we replaced this split pin, which was like a $150 part, you know? Uh, but God, what a nightmare to get to, you know, <clears throat> here's a, uh, Richie specific question. Uh, so when's Richie going to join the platform division? I already responded to that. Oh, you did? I threatened him with violence. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, I'm glad that was so. <laughs> You'll be a man one day. <laughs> uh, Evan, at, would a 2016 or newer truck for 15 be viable for a first-time owner-operator? Um, I would – no, I, I, would, I would want that truck to be 10 or 12. Um, just because the 2020 and 21s right now are so cheap. I mean, I mean, think about that. A 2021 in 2022 was worth $160,000. They're selling for auction now at 30. Well, let me, let me, let me point this out. You know, if we can find, continue to find 99 to 07 C120s, that's always the best option. 100%. 100%. We're, we're doing the 2016 because it's getting harder and harder and harder to find those trucks. So that's like, that's like the second choice for us are always going to default to the 99-07-120. If it's there, if it's, av- if it's available, if the frame's in good shape, and if it's, if, if, obviously if it's priced correctly, that's where we're going to recommend you go. Now, in the absence of that, and you, you have to do something else, then the 2016 with certain specifications and certain um, uh, not modifications, but but certain certain uh, repairs to it, make it as reliable as we can make it. But it's still never going to be the same reliability as a 99.07.120 because at the end of the day, it still has def, still has DPF, still has SCR, still has all the one box has all the problems. We just have been able to mitigate that by proper tech by proper maintenance and some um and some uh, procedures to correct what's been done to it before you bought it so that makes sense yeah because you're, you're going to have to spend you know probably at the, the, the i'd say the median is going to be 15 to twenty thousand dollars to get a truck ready to haul freight so if you bought a 
ten thousand dollar two thousand seven, you're going to spend fifteen or twenty grand. If you buy twenty sixteen, you're going to spend fifteen or twenty grand. That spread between oh seven and sixteen is going mm-hmm. to be ten or fifteen thousand dollars, and you're really not getting that much better of a truck. That's that's it would be one thing if it was like, oh, well, look at how much better a truck I'm getting. Well, you're really not. I was talking to, I went up to Marietta, Ohio yesterday to buy some super single wheels off a guy. And I noticed on his Facebook marketplace, you go close that door, um, on his Facebook marketplace that he had a truck that it had listed 51 weeks ago. It was an 07 century. Um, and, and I said, I, I hated to, to use the, Hey, is this still available? You know, cause I know how much people hate that. Um, but I asked, I said, is, is that truck still around? And he said, yeah, yeah. So I picked up the wheels and went over and looked at it. I walked around it and what I saw was pretty good bones. It had atro <clears throat> polyurethane spring bushings in it, which was I'm surprising. You don't, you don't see that unless you're around the lunatics. You know, to see atropolyurethane bushings, um, people don't put those in by accident, you know, uh, or if they do put them in by accident, it's a miracle. Um, and so I talked to the guy and he said, yeah, it's a a guy that's leased on here and, and he drove it for a while. And then of course he got a hard on for a big Kenworth long hood. You can't say hard on. Oh, well, I just just did. (laughs) Uh, so uh, he parks it and they had just put a new EGR valve on it. New EGR cooler. Don't tell them this. They'll be wanting to try to find it. Well, they won't find it. Um, uh, for 15, for $15,000, I'll tell you where it is. Okay. Right. So anyway, it did a bunch of work to it and, and parked it. But as I walked around it, I'm like, I would pay ten dollars or $15,000 for this truck. Now, I, he's like, do you want to hear it run? And I'm like, yeah. I said, when was the last time it ran? He was like, about a year ago. And I'm like, well, this is going to take a miracle from Jesus for this thing to start. And we we messed around with it a while. Man, they had jump packs and jumper cables and batteries and shit hooked up to this truck. And uh, uh, we proceeded to burn the starter out of it. So the starter left the chat after about 15 minutes. So he said he's going to put a starter in it and fire it up for me. But the thing about that truck versus a Cascadia, if everything else was equal, that Columbia or that century has fuses, relays, and switches. There's no module that turns on the damn headlights. There's no module that turns on the interior lights. There's no CPC. There's no PNDB. There's no things that have nothing to do with the truck going in gear and going down the road that can cause you to be on the side of the road because your lights don't work. And it's a thousand dollar module. Well, if the headlights don't work on a century or Columbia, it's a wire, a fuse, a switch or a relay. That's kind of shit you can carry in your side box. I'm not going to be carrying a thousand or $2,000 module. That's been on back order for 27 weeks that the Freightliner dealer probably has on the shelf, but they don't know that they have on the shelf. All they know how to do is say, well, sorry, Mitchell national back order. Dirt. You know, now I, I'm going to have to intervene here. Okay. Cause we always do this mm-hmm. and we always, people think that we're trying to tell them how to run 
a, a trucking business. I mean, let me restate this. Okay. You have to understand our intended market is the, the, the person buying their first truck and becoming an owner operator for the first time. So we are not trying to tell you if you're an established trucking business and you're doing, you're successful and you're doing this and you've got a 2022, you know, big ARI sleeper truck that that's not the way to do it. That, that's fine. If that, if that works in your successful trucking operation, what we're trying to do is keep people from buying these trucks as their first truck and not be able to stay in business because they don't understand the unexpected quote air quotes here. <coughs> catastrophic failure is going to come, come, come <coughs> that. So by doing the things that we talk about, we mitigate the risk. We lower the risk to the point where it's manageable. And, and then if you do have the problem, you survive it because it's like you say, it's a fuse. It's this, it's that it's not a, uh, a, uh, a CPC that you can't get in costs thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, and, and, and let me tell you something. Okay. The people whose freight you haul, they could care less. Mm -mm. And after, at the end of the day, that's what you're here to do is to haul freight and serve customers. The only person that cares about what your truck looks like is you and other people that you're trying to impress that you don't like anyway. So uh, that's not the reason to do it. And that's not, we're not trying to tell people who are established trucking businesses how to run their business. That's not what we do here. We're trying to get people who are doing this for the first time to try a different approach that is less risky so that you can afford to stay in business. So anyway, I have to say that every night because right. we get all the haters on here, they go, well, there's not more than one way to run a trucking company. There is, but there's only one way to start out and mitigate the risk. Right. And that's doing the lunatic version. So let me say, let me use that to segue into DL's comment here. What's the best truck that I can buy for 25 K if I want an automatic, I have a limited budget. Are there any 2009 or older Freightliner trucks with an automatic? Okay. There are. There are. All right. Why so what you have to understand is the, the first automatic I drove was in 2000. Um, Eaton came out with the Eaton auto shift. It was basically an electronically controlled Super 10. Um, and it had an XY shifter on the side of the truck or I'm sorry, on the side of the transmission and they worked pretty well. You know, it was just a 10 speed, uh, with a clutch. The problem was it, the, the issues that those trucks had was always about the electronics, the X, Y shifter going bad. Now those transmissions are convertible. You can take a auto shift 10 speed with a three pedal, meaning you have a clutch braking gas and you could convert those over to a manual. Well, then I don't know, two or three years in, they started coming in with the clutchless or clutch pedalless automatics where it had the clutch that was engaged by an actuator uh, and more electronics and more computer control. And they were really, really problematic. Now, I will give Detroit especially, and I hear Volvos is pretty good as well. The Detroit DT12 is a really good transmission. And I've heard that the Volvo iShift is a very good transmission. And like anything, with preventive maintenance and care, they'll last a long time. But everything about getting into your first truck and managing to stay in business 
is about managing risk. Okay. So let's run two scenarios. Scenario number one is you want an automatic transmission because you have a automatic restriction. Well, there are ways to get rid of that restriction. And I would get, I would spend $5,000 to get rid of that restriction and learn how to drive a manual because I can put a clutch in Richie's truck for $2,500. Putting a clutch in a Columbia, I'm sorry, in a Cascadia <laughs> with a DT12 is $6,500. Okay. Plus the tow bill. Or, or more. It depends on if you have to put that shifter. Right. Split well, and, and, and let me just side note, if you're driving a truck with a DT12 and the transmission hits the ground, you better damn sure make somebody's check in that and, and see if it has that split pin bushing in it, because it literally takes 40 minutes. I watched a guy do it on YouTube in 40 minutes, and that was with him slowing down to show every step of the process. So if a D and we're going to do that with a shop, if a DT12 comes in and it hits the ground, we're checking that split pin bushing to make sure because for a hundred bucks and 40 minutes, it's an absolute no brainer. Um, cause what we paid $6,500 to put a clutch in a truck and then the damn thing wouldn't shift. And then we had to pull the transmission back out to put the split pin bushing in. Okay. Now, you know, if we, the, we, if we hang on a minute, hang on a minute, okay. hang on on the other scenario, maybe you have a physical limitation and you can only drive them automatic because right. you have that's a physical limitation. Saying. Well, that's a different, a different story. story. Yeah. Yeah. I would still stay away from the pre 2016 because like with the emissions, they just got better and better and better. We know, and you can go to our website, blue ribbon logistics.com slash truck. And you can find a list of everything that we would do to a truck. Now this is considering a lunatic truck, 99 to 07. And this is everything that we would do. It's bushings and springs and, uh, and, and shocks and OPS, all the different things that we would do. And we know that we can do that for 15 or 20 grand. There is another, and I guess I'll make another list. Maybe I'll make it truck two or whatever. But if it's going to be that 2016, it's a Cascadia with a DD 15. It's got 800,000 miles. You got to get ready to put the bottom end of the motor bearings, oil pump, oil pump, manifold, pickup tubes, because if the, um, it, when that stuff starts to go bad, it, um, it junks the motor and that's a $30,000 in frame on a DD 15. If you don't spin a bearing and, and turn the block into a boat anchor, you've got emissions cleaning that you've got to deal with, right? There's just, there's all of the things that we are going to do to a truck anyway, and another five or $10,000. So you have, where's that money going to come from? So it's a newer truck. It's more desirable for truck drivers. So that drives the price up compared to a lunatic truck because truck drivers are pussies, or sissies, pansies. Sorry. <gasps> um, there she goes. Our community standards. again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meeting to begin with <laughs> yeah our, our community we standards. lost those when richie came on here <laughs> so so truck drivers are you know such candy asses you know you gotta you gotta put wax paper on the seat so their so well, their butts don't stick to it <laughs> and so that you know so you just gotta figure well we tell you that if you want a, a, a lunatic truck 9907 you need to have 40 grand to acquire it, to prepare it, to get it ready to go on the road. 
And at this point, the, the Cascadias have just another year or two, right? Another year or two, and they're going to start falling down into that range where we can pick them up for 10 or 15 grand. Well, then it balances the scales, you know, it balances it out to where I can take my uh, acquisition money with my uh, rehab money and still be in that $40,000 number. I was going to say that unless you have an auto restriction or a physical reason for needing an automatic transmission, again, we're all about lowering risk here, all about mitigating risk, you know, eliminating as much risk as possible. An automatic transmission adds layers and layers and layers yep. of risk to the situation. So if you don't have to have that, don't do it because they're expensive <laughs> to work on. They're, they're, they're hard to diagnose. Uh, you, you know, it, it just, it just complicates the process. Okay. And they're much more expensive to work on than a manual. I mean, you can go a million and a half miles on a manual transmission if you take care of it. I did, I put a million and a half miles on a clutch. Okay. I only had to change the clutch. And I put a driver in the truck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you want to test the, you want to test the, the strength uh, and the fortitude of your clutch, put a driver in it. Right. Right. Now you're running mm-hmm. a 16, 18, 18. Yeah. So Phil's running. Well, tell us about your truck. I have a 2015 pro star, which is, you know, right in that area where you guys don't like to. What, what year? Buy what year is 2015. it? 2015. What's on the edge? Well, it's got a 2013 engine in it. That's what was put in it from the factory. You're, you you're, at the, if Phil, you, you're fucked. <laughs> we all knew that. I mean, let's just be honest. But if you look at the, if you look at the engine, uh, data plate on it, it was actually manufactured in 13. I got plate. you. International apparently didn't put too many 500 horsepower Cummins in a Pro Star back. Then. Right, right. So this thing probably sat on shelf for a year, butter before they throwed it in this truck. Right. But it has an 18-speed transmission, and I have replaced the clutch in that. You have. At the Kenworth dealer in Mankato, Minnesota, uh, been nearly two years ago. So we replaced the clutch in this truck. I've and been to Mankato, Minnesota. Have you? I have. It's cold as shit it up there. It is. It is. <laughs> So it costs me to replace the clutch and do the uh, rear main seal on that truck. Well, actually, the whole rear structure on it because it's not just the rear main. It was right at ten grand. Holy uh, shit! Yeah. Now, but now you're talking about a guy here that hauls freight, and his freight bills are like hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so he that's nothing to him. Don't 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 feel sorry. Don't don't yeah, get compassionate I, for Phil. Okay, the kind of shit he hauls, he he yeah. can pay. He he loses that much money in the in the in the seat of his truck every every week or so. If I so, had Phil's money, I'd burn mine. I'd, I'd throw mine away. Absolutely. Like what? 80 years? Yeah, sixty. Anyway, <laughs> they, they're all delusional. They're drunks. I don't know. What's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Says a guy with two grasses in front of him. <clears throat> two. Only one. Well, so so the specs, but, but again, but again, let me wait. Go, minute, I want to no, hear no, the, no, 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 no. Wait, what? wait, 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 wait. How long have you been trucking? I started. In, I started driving. I got my license in April of two thousand seven. How long have you been owner operator? Since December two thousand ten. Okay, so this is twenty twenty three. You know, he's been owner thirteen years. Okay, mm-hmm. I go back to what I said before. I'm not trying to tell experienced people how to run their business. I'm trying to keep people from fucking up that are buying right. their first truck. And doing this for the first like time. One and more time, the first time owner operator, right, Larry? Exactly. First and, time owner operator in the first truck. And what was your first truck? 052 is a 2002 Columbia 
with a 13-speed 12.7 Detroit. And he wasn't a lunatic back then because we didn't know him. Hey, that truck was, uh, at one point, it was the highest earning truck here. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. I'm going to stop. I got to stop for a production note real quick. I want you to unclip that from your thing and take that little thing and turn it 90 degrees. What's he doing? Turn that clip 90 degrees so that it would clip on the other side of your. Oh. Throwing people off of this 90 degree bullshit. I don't know what that is. Shut up. (laughs) Do you know the problem with having an iPad and an iPad? Yeah, much better. Your shirt was blocking it just a little bit. I'm trying to ask you a question. Yeah. (laughs) The problem with having an iPad and a MacBook in front of you. Is it one of them's a touch screen and one of them's not? Yeah. <laughs> if you get it screwed up, you're touching something that doesn't work. And right. Well, okay. So go back. That's so a lot funner to me than the the specs on your truck, uh, specifically because it's a specialized unit. So it's a 2018. 15. I'm sorry, 2015 Pro Star, yes. ISX. ISX 500. Yes. 18 speed transmission. Yes. Your four axle. Correct. Double frame? No, it has the heavier frame on it. So it's got the heavy frame on it. And what's the rears? Rears in that truck are uh, 342s. 342s. Which is not really the best rears for doing heavy stuff. Here's Because here's where I'm going with this, because I know what you paid for that truck, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the grand scheme of things, you can buy a truck, and you can buy it right if you're patient. That's correct. Right? Yes. Because you bought that truck when? I bought that truck on, actually, I bought that truck on March 11th of 2020. Which was right before shit went crazy. It was was a week before shit went crazy because we were going to the truck show that week. Right, right, right. So this is is the week. So this is five days before 15 days days before the, yeah. yeah, uh, So you bought this truck. Do you care to say what you paid for it? All right. I think it was what a, I think it was 40, 40? between 42 and 43. Yeah, I, was thinking, I don't remember the exact number, but um, yeah, I mean, I had to put like new seat, new seat in it or something like that, which, you know, obviously was running cost up a little bit. Right. Other than that, I mean, it was between 42 and 43,000. Truck had 405,000 miles on it when I bought it. Right. So here's a, at this point, a four year old truck, specialized truck, four axle capable of hauling you know what hundred and what do it do well it depends on what setup you got what kind of trailer you have so you know but if i mean what what's what do you think the if you put a four axle trailer or whatever behind it 150 180 000. four axle trailer let's see that's eighty thousand on the trailer 60 72 on the truck so was that hundred fifty two thousand? yeah Okay, so this this is a this is a truck capable of making money that van trucks can't dream of. Okay, you get into it for forty three thousand dollars or so, four hundred thousand miles. It ain't hurt. Okay. Um, you started in a two thousand two, right, and had run it, and then you had uh, the O six. O six. Yep. Yeah. Which but, used to be a four axle. Right. So <clears throat> I'm going to come back to that. Um, but you get this truck in a great deal, but it's not the first truck you bought. 
right? This is a truck that you recognize could do the specific thing you needed it to do, yes. right? Which matched your specific qualifications that you had earned over time. Absolutely. Right. And that's what we're trying to get y'all to. There's a bunch of y'all clowns that hear Landstar and think about some broker or some agent that you've seen on a broker board somewhere and you've judged the the whole of Landstar. Now, listen, that's Landstar's marketing problem. That's Landstar's PR problem to deal with. Okay. But let me promise y'all, hear me clearly. There's freight at Landstar that y'all jokers could not even dream of, and he pulls most of it. Cheers. <laughs> now, roll back to, because I don't, I, I know I've heard parts and bits and pieces of the story. Was the black Freightliner going to four axles? How did that stair step from running the 2002 to being in the 2015? Well, I uh, I bought the 2006 Freightliner, which is a 672 in Blue Ribbon. Now it was a four axle when I when I bought it, mm -hmm. in which it had the uh, uh, 14. What is it? 14 liter yeah. Detroit with a 18 speed transmission. Then I bought it off of one of the guys that, uh, I, you know, he was more or less one of my, actually him and I went through orientation together at Landstar and, uh, he, he had a background in heavy haul at the time and he came to Landstar, pulled a van and I whooped his ass all over the place, pulling a van. Cause I was making more than him. So he got tired of it and said, he's going to go do platforms. So he, he taught me into coming over here and he taught me a lot of everything I, you know, and he didn't teach me everything I know, but he taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I actually, he bought a, uh, he bought that truck, uh, down in Florida from one of the Freightliner dealers down there. So that truck's actually been in the Landstar system since 2010, but, uh, I bought it from him. He had, um, done, you know, made it into a four axle truck, put the 18 speed transmission in it. And, uh, he did a couple of other things to it. And then he went and bought a brand new Peterbilt truck. And so when he did that, I bought that one from him and I, uh, stepped my game up and started doing heavier stuff with the truck. So at that point, that truck was about, um, moving up to the next notch. Absolutely. I need another axle. I need yep. an 18 speed. And I, I can promise you one thing. It's not the first columbia or century class that's ever been made into a four axle truck there's been several of that's been done several times that truck started its life as a prime truck right that is correct it was a prime truck it had a 10 speed transmission in it to begin so with. you know so here's a prime truck that gets turned into a four axle heavy haul truck so here's here's where i'm coming around to um was jumping from your 2002 to this pro star too big of a leap was that in between necessary for you at the time in your business? Or do you think you could have, if that same truck that you have now would have existed then, do you think you could have one known, Hey, I should go this way rather than that. Because that, that truck he's talking about is now back to three axles and, um, it's pulling a Conestoga, but it's, it's nowhere near, you know, being what it was. Um, I wouldn't have bought the pro stars in my second truck simply because number one, when I, I can't remember what year I bought that, uh, six, seven, two, the one we're talking about that was the four axle freight liner. I don't remember what year I bought it, but I didn't, 
I didn't know enough about the emissions on the near trucks back right. then. I was still learning a lot about it. And uh I would have never I would have never bought that truck back then. I went the only reason I ever wound up with buying 052 to begin with was because it was what I drove. It was the same truck I was driving as a company driver. Uh, that's broad, what I went with. Broadcast note: He's using the last three numbers of our truck numbers, and that's how we talk about these trucks. So, yeah. So, I was basically going with what I already knew. That's why I bought, you know, the first Freightliner. The second one, obviously, was yeah, Century. Same thing, right? Yeah. It's just four axles. So here we go again. You know, I bought the Pro Star. Uh, well, number one, I mean, dude, if I know what I know now, I'd have bought every damn one of those things. I could have got my hands on because at one point, I think it was in about the middle of 22 or something like that. There was somebody that had one of those trucks on there for like double or triple what I paid for. I tried to get you to sell it and buy you two more, you know? Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about Richie and how he got here. We haven't talked about how Phil got here. Yeah. Not in, not in detail. No, I, I, I mean, just, I've no, you said you came in 13. 13 to land star no no i started in 2010 i actually went to orientation in december 2010 and i don't think i pulled my first load until after the first year which was january 2011 okay so you were starting land star about the time i was starting with anderson yeah. in january of 2011 um so you came to land star in 11 with that 2002 yes. columbia had you had at least there anywhere else no, I okay. I bought it in November and leased it on in December. Uh, you know, here's a, here's a note. How much do you pay for that truck? Oh, I think it was like fifteen five or something like that. Okay, everybody, seven, I want everybody to take note. He bought a truck that is in our fleet today. Thirteen. Well, we're four. We're are we thirteen years now? Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. Okay, thirteen years ago, he bought a truck that we have in our fleet today for $15,000. And as soon as it's, it's motors put back together, we're putting a motor in it right now, doing an in frame, but y'all, all of y'all that want to whine, even oh, those old trucks will be broke down all the time. He bought it for $15,000 13 years ago. Need I say more? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you want to know what it did this this year? What did it do this year? I'm looking. Just give me a second. It's a pretty good number. Uh, so you've done well over what, 1.5 million? I couldn't even tell you how many miles I put <clears> on <throat> that truck. Okay. This year in our in our program, come on, open. <laughs> uh, it was, I've been looking here, it pretty much ran all year. Yeah, it, uh, it's only been down. A, well, I, I, I take that back. It was down three, it down most of the second quarter. We didn't have a driver in it. Yeah, it was down another time for about four weeks in there. So it's probably let me look here. It's one, two, three, and then ten. That's thirteen, and then for seven. So it was down for seventeen weeks. Okay, truck did two hundred twenty-one thousand dollars. And this was this was the the driver that had the highest gross in twenty-one yeah. was driving that truck. Yeah. So I mean, of course, you don't have your you don't you don't have your QuickBooks up because you're on your uh, I don't have it here. I'd love to know. I have it on the other one. I'd love to know what the what the 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 full gross from the time we brought it in. We brought that truck here in November of twenty, so we're now in December of twenty three. So we've had it three full years. Right. I would not hesitate 
to well, say that that this, truck has this done. This will be the worst of the three years because of I course. bet you that truck has done seven hundred thousand dollars. Oh, absolutely, easy. Absolutely. Probably because, and that's just eight. since we probably closer to eight. That that because in twenty twenty one that would that would have rocked. But 20... you can't make money with these old trucks. Right, <laughs> yeah, and it costs too much to operate. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about how Phil got here. Okay. So oh, the blue ribbon, blue ribbon. So we okay. Had, so we you know we had a situation in was it twenty nineteen? Is that when it was twenty twenty? Twenty twenty. End of twenty twenty. When you came up with this idea that I thought was stupid. <laughs> so we had a situation in twenty twenty where we were the the podcast was was catching on the uh, the recruiting aspect of it, which we did not expect at all, was was starting to show itself, manifest itself. And we had all these people that wanted to drive. We didn't have any trucks, you know. And uh, it wasn't a good time to buy trucks, you know. And I wasn't looking at adding a lot more trucks to the inventory. I thought, well, you know, I, I'm looking on Facebook all the time. I see these Landstar BCOs are all bitching and moaning and begging people to drive trucks that they've got sitting with weeds growing around them. And they're broke. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. I've got drivers that I can't put in trucks. And all these other, you know, guys have got trucks that they can't keep drivers. Now, there's a reason why they can't keep drivers, but we'll talk about that again some other time. <laughs> but the fact is they had trucks that were sitting with weeds growing around them that they didn't have drivers. And I had drivers I didn't have trucks for. So, I, you know, I got this idea. And at the time, Landstar would not let you allow you to self-promote. And I knew that because I'd tried it before and they'd always, you know, cut my stuff down. So on Friday afternoon at six o'clock, sometime in October of, of 2020, right? I made up an ad and you thought I was nuts. Okay. I don't 100%. Think I, I don't think I told you about it before I put the ad out. I think no, I did hell no. Out. He didn't. He called me and told me about it. I said, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That'll never work. Yeah. Well, now you know why. That's I'm why a, he's on that side of the table you know and I'm why. on this yeah. side. So uh, anyway, uh, I put this ad. It wasn't really an ad. It was just a, like a... It was like a letter. It was a letter to VCOs. Hey, if you've got trucks that you cannot uh, keep drivers in, call me. We have got a, I've got a deal for you. We'll, we'll share in the expenses and we'll, and we'll, we'll provide that or we'll do the mail, manage the truck for you and split the profit. Well, I had about six or seven guys that responded. Phil was one of them. Uh, we ended up doing, we ended up selecting about four of them to do business with, of which we only have, we, we kept two of them. Now, one of them is not here now, but not because we don't want to do business with him. That's Rocky. He just decided to sell his truck. But Phil was the other one, and Phil brought that black truck we're talking about here. White, white truck. White truck, white truck yeah. which was 052, right? Yes. Yeah. He okay. drives it from Alabama to my house, okay? Leaves it at my house, right? Mm, little did <laughs> you did, know. How did you get back home, by the way, from there? You took me to uh, Enterprise or somewhere. Away. I, I did. Car okay. In. Okay. So, and then I brought the truck up to West Virginia, right? Yes. Right. So, yep. so, so Phil brought uh, what we call 052, which is a 2006. 2002. 2002. 2002. Yep. Okay. And um, <laughs> uh, did that truck, was that truck, that was, that was, that was high gross truck that year, wasn't it? We have an yeah, awards, we have yeah. an awards banquet every year at the truck show. And Phil was um, a truck owner of the year, right? I bet you that truck did every bit of three three hundred fifty thousand, and and that was with uh with Tom, mm -hmm. one? Okay. Yeah. which was high gross driver. Well, Carrie Carrie drove it some that year. Yeah, Carrie drove it a little bit because she, she yeah. called it Millie, right? No, that was the other truck. Okay, okay. 
Uh, Terry well, had a, there's a long list of names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trucks. <laughs> so anyway, so now he brings another truck on, which is the black truck, right? Well, because it's four axle. Well, pause for a second, because I what I want to go back to, you you found the ad, yes. which obviously got your attention and intrigued you. Right. right? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I because I I want to walk him to a specific point. Okay. So you see the ad. What's your first reaction? It was well written. Ah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Sleeping with That's, the English teacher I, paid yeah, off, right? Listen, the I, English teacher I, deserves I, the credit. For I that. see so many ads on Facebook, whether it be on, you know, anything to do with trucking or not. But I see a lot of things on there that are so poorly written that I, even if I was interested in whatever they're selling, <laughs> right. I would never respond to it because it's obvious that they're fucking idiots. Now, I got to <laughs> give credit with credit's due here. Phil is an excellent writer. My wife is an English teacher. Okay. She, right. she teaches English literature and writing. Okay. Phil has submitted things to her before for her to proof and whatnot. And she compliments, I don't know if you told me, but she compliments Phil on his writing. I mean, you think a guy from Alabama, you know, by a half-ass redneck, you know, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but she, uh, tell, tell Anna to make me another one. Um, but she was very confident. I mean, and, and, and I tell you what, I mean, Phil, he just blew me away with his command of the English language. But anyway, I, I thank you for your I can't wait there, to get but, to the first yeah. phone call with him because it was terrifying, but go ahead. Well, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm so, so you, br so Larry brings the truck, right? And at this time, the procedure is we're going to turn Carl loose on it. Right. Correct. Correct. Right. Oh yeah. Well, this is subject to Carl's inspection <laughs> approval. Exactly. So we exactly. drop it off at the TA and hurricane and Carl comes back with a list. I don't think it was crazy. Uh, but you know, well, this may, Hey man, what you going to do about this and this and that. And I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm not the owner. All right. Uh, and we're so, all new at this. Cause we had, like I said, we had, yeah, we had four, we had four which, guys. We had four which trucks. honestly, one thing that terrified me about your idea is I've been around a handful of BCOs. Right. right. I'm thinking there's no fucking way that right. one of these knuckleheads is going to give us a truck and not be the biggest pain in the ass. Oh, two of them were. What? That's Which true. is why we fired them. Right. So, so, um, <laughs> what I want to hear from you is because that was part of the deal, right? The Carl had to inspect the truck and make sure it was good. Yeah. So, do you remember that call of? You know, hey, Carl has said it needs this, that, and the other. Hell yeah, I remember that. Call. <laughs> yeah, I need to hear about that. I was I was in my basement. I remember I was working on something. I was pulling around doing <laughs> something. And uh, you had called me and was talking to me. And, and first, I'm like, you know, you called and told me who you were and all this stuff. I think that might have been the first time you and I had ever talked. Yeah. And I'm sitting here. Like, I knew who you were. But I didn't know exactly what your role was. I guess it never, I didn't put two and two together or something. But, right. Uh, he didn't know his role at that time. Well, I, didn't, okay. I didn't have much. He's not sure he knows it right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> either way, I was like, well, what the hell is this about? You know, you start naming off all this shit that Carl finds wrong. And who's thing. Carl, right? Who the yeah, hell is Carl? That's what guy. I was thinking. Who the hell is Carl? Who the like, fuck I, is I'm Carl? I'm to come to West Virginia and just, you know, find Carl. Right. 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 Like, <laughs> Because you know, he he tells me all this stuff he did to when he dropped it off. I've done this, I've done that. You did a bunch of brake work to it, oh, and I the brake hoses were cut short. You remember that? Uh, yeah, I yeah. did a shit ton of stuff yeah. to that truck. He's like, I just did all this work to it, and Carl's finding all this problem with it. I'm like, buddy, let me tell you something. Yeah, if Carl says it's bad, it's bad. Okay, 
I don't know if he believed that at the time, but. Well, here's the thing. You know, if I hadn't believed it, I probably wouldn't be here now. Because the thing about it is I've been around enough shops and I've been around this industry enough to know that I know the, you know, there's not a single mechanic out there that's going to find everything wrong with the truck. And to be honest, you can go pick out any truck. Oh, no, truck there, there's a there's a single mechanic. Well, can other than Carl, other than, <laughs> one thing, other than one you guys hired to look right. at the damn truck, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, I, I mean, there's always, there's something wrong with every one of them. You, right. The OT can go to every damn truck and find something wrong with it, you know. Can you imagine so, a guy coming up, coming up and driving his truck to my house and leaving it with me and just taking a rental car and going back home and trusting me with that truck? I mean that was that's that was a, that was a huge that was a huge step of leap of faith you know yeah well I remember we had a we had a it wasn't an angry conversation but you and I no me and him oh okay. uh, I think it was the first time I did because Larry was supposed to be truck owner relations <laughs> uh, supposed to be boy he dropped the ball on I'm that yeah st- still day. truck owner relations yeah. okay <laughs> um and and something had happened. I think it was uh, the the damn um, the lights, the inside lights. Remember on that truck, the inside lights only work if you turn the accessory yeah, on yep. on the key. <laughs> I which that. I thought would you know, because if if you don't have the accessory turned on, you have no interior lights. Well, right. I turned car loose on it. Right. You know, I'm thinking, well, this is completely acceptable reason to turn the greatest diagnostician in the history of mankind loose on this truck and no matter what it costs. And I called him and he, he said, what the fuck did you say? And I was like, <laughs> what, what, what the hell do you mean? You, you know, and, and, and I'm, and I, then I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm in trouble. But we, we, you know, we worked it out. Um, Let, let's talk about how we got, how he got to where he is right now as our platform guy. Can you, can y'all talk through that? that yeah. process because i don't remember how, how it happened i mean y'all uh, can you, can... no it was byron it was byron we had a guy that was coming that was interested in heavy haul we he, knew he had he experience already um and we asked phil like what because the the deal is was uh you have to run a van first you know right, right, right. that that's kind of part of the deal uh, pulling a van in our program is blocking and tackling, uh, especially if you don't have any prior uh, flatbed experience. We're not going to try to make you learn more than one thing at a time. You're here to learn business. You can do that a much easier pulling a van than uh, if you're trying to learn platform and all that. Um, so this the Byron had come and he wanted he he was like, man, I, I want to come to Landstar. I want to do heavy haul. And we're like, OK, great. That's fine but you're going to do van first. Right. And the, what trailer was it? Oh, it's your buddy's trailer. Yeah. It was a, I think, is that a two that was axle a steep, or three axle? It was a three there. axle. Yeah. It was the wrong, the wrong trailer for what we do. Yes. We found that shit out the hard way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the trailer became available and Rocky's truck was a classic and it just wasn't well suited for pulling a van. I was driving it and I was really the only one that could drive it and pull a van with it and get in all the tight places. And we thought, okay, well, well, here's Byron and he wants to learn and he's done a pretty good job with the other stuff, pulling a van and Bill's got this trailer and Byron really wants to do high, wide and heavy. And 
And he had experience. And he had experience. So what Phil wasn't have to start with somebody brand new and feels like, okay, well, I'll dispatch him, uh, which worked great until he ran two stop signs and T-boned a pickup truck. Um, never going to let you live. Flashing li- stops. Never going to let you live that one down, brother. Um, flashing stop signs. Uh, so that was over. Um, I got to make sure he's muted in case he goes to the bathroom with that microphone. <laughs> uh, so that, that started the process. Then. That, so that then kind we, of started. That opened it. the door, and we kind of went from and there. And then we got the Conestoga, right? Uh, the Conestoga came along. But that was after we'd already established the. I know. At that point I, in time, we had accepted Phil in. Yeah. He was going to be the right. platform. Phil, guy. He accepted Phil came that in. And, but then we didn't have anything to we didn't, for him. Yeah, we didn't have, we didn't have anything for him to do. And this Conestoga came along. Right. And we're like, oh, hey, well, what do you think? About and that this? was good for us because it transitions people from van to platform easily because they don't have to tarp. Some right. of the van freight can be hauled on Conestogas. It was a good step, stepping stone from van to platform, right? Yeah. 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 And, and that, that Conestoga is, as along with the 53 flatbed or money, money printing machines. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My gosh. Um, so oh, Rocky's busting your ass for false advertising AP. Hey, I listen, I put it uh we, we corrected that, Rocky. You just didn't see it. Well, listen, I hey Rocky, while I've got your attention, we are I texted we him. are okay, okay. So we you do need to make a reservation where we talked about, okay. So <laughs> oh um let me hit Joe Christie on TikTok. Shout out to Joe. Um, back to the automatic thing for just a second. The pre-16 automatic trucks don't have that creep mode. That's true. We found that out, right? Well, we found that shit out Oh, hard, shit. Yeah, man. yeah. And they uh, also slam against the dock, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the dock slammer 9,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was awful. Um, <laughs> Jason, uh, this is hilarious. My Pete burns two to three gallons of oil a day and set most of the year for my medical reasons and still made $80,000. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's my man right there. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let me kind of look at these comments real quick. Uh, well, let me talk to Joe a second. Joe, I appreciate what you're saying here, but if to, I got to correct you here. The only way to improve profits in this industry is to lower your bottom line. That's not true. You want to increase your bottom line. You want to lower your expenses, yeah. which will increase your bottom line. But I get what you're saying. I just want to, I can't let that go by. <clears throat> Uh, Evan, question for Richie. Question for Richie? Yep. Richie, uh, did you ever plan to be where you are now a year or two ago? Is this YouTube? Yeah. Okay. When and how did you come to want to dispatch? No, we were just talking about that. When I went through orientation, Larry specifically said he is not having anyone else hired on he doesn't need anybody and uh that's that that was that we were here to get to learn how to be an owner operator and get out pretty much dude dude you just blew your nose on the internet damn and it was I and it was you. gross no, I, that was disrespectful well it was Someone gross put that on tiktok i had i it was muted for them not for you okay well it was horrible by the way <laughs> So go ahead. I'm but sorry, no, but you jump no, in there. I'm sorry. The answer is no. I didn't think I, I figured I'd go. And, uh, well, you know, when you came here, I'm a, I'm a guy. When you came here, of course, you're young. Okay. And um, 
I was so excited because, you know, you're 23 years old. All right. I'm thinking back. If I had somebody that, that, that pulled me aside at 23 and said, look, son of a bitch, if you'll listen to me, I'll make you a jillionaire. And I'm thinking you have, you have all these advantages that no one has because of your age. You have the advantage of time. Time is the maker of millionaires. Okay. Time is the compound interest, the magic that, you know, if, and I put, I probably put a lot of pressure on you. I know because at the awards I've kind of said, you know, you're the, you're the jillionaire of the future, but your age is your age is your advantage. Your, 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 your income is your ticket, you know? And if you keep the two of those together and understand that, it only takes a little bit of money now to have a lot of money then because of your age. Right. Anyway, I'm um, getting off the subject, but I probably put a lot of pressure on him because I thought, you know, Richie, I, you know, I put a lot of pressure on him when I put my foot up his ass. You know, when I 72 <laughs> times, you know, just, just sh shucking and jiving with him, you know, he's a young guy, you know, he, he likes smoke dope and fish and all that kind of stuff. I'm thinking, you know, he's probably just going to want to drive a truck and do the same. He said, no, he said, no, 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 no. He said, I want to own five trucks and I want to dispatch him. Cause I thought he'd want to buy five trucks and go home and smoke dope, but no, he wants to dispatch him. That blew me away. No, I mean, I still want to smoke weed, but <laughs> yeah. don't get it. All, all you got to do is give it your CDL. Okay. <laughs> for the record, for the record, for the record. Okay. I turned 70 on November 30th. Okay. I've been kicking this around for a long time. I haven't driven a truck since November, since December of 2019. So I called Landstar uh, this week and told him that I was going to rescind my uh, driving qualifications at Landstar. So I'm no longer a qualified Landstar driver. Y'all can hate all you want to, but fuck y'all, okay? So <laughs> now, when I was up, when I'm not, I'm wish not, I had some mind. sad music. Never to play. mind. It, never <laughs> mind. So anyway, all you gotta do is just give up your. If you're at home dispatching trucks and you got five in the fleet and you're dispatching a bunch of trucks. You don't have to worry about driving anymore, okay, brother? So just so you know, all right. <laughs> hey, I want to. I want to make. I want some commentary on that day that he quit driving. Me? Uh, yeah, okay, you, I quit driving. Yeah, because I picked your truck up at your house. I think I rented a car you out did? there. Yeah. Okay. And I so I come out there to pick up two fifteen. I've never drove it. I've seen it, but I've at this point I've never driven this truck. Yeah, what this truck is his. 215. 4192 yeah. is my truck number. Yeah, his green truck. The, the, the original Metro. Almost, 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 Okay, let me get back to my story, please. <laughs> no shit. Go ahead, please hurry. Okay. So I go over call there my to... truck a homosexual. <laughs> so I go over there to pick the truck up, and I'm going to start driving. It's going to be my truck. And uh, uh, you it was going to be this... your, it was going to be your truck. Well, it's going to be my truck to drive. It was my. You know, I was getting in this truck. I don't remember that. Yeah, I drove it for most of 2020. You drove my truck in 2020. Yeah. I made the. Drink. I made the famous, <laughs> the famous thirty-five uh, percent of my money video doing Windcore. So in that truck, you did, you did. You so did. yeah, I drove that truck for a long. So anyway, what I got to pick it up. You like this is truck, the, the this is the holy grail of Blue Ribbon. Is this truck right? Yeah, flagship was the word. The flag, I used. the flagship. 
of this fleet. Yes. I and I can barely hold the son of a bitch in the road. I mean, I the, the wheels this way and That's that way. Fair. And he was, and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, well, you know, we, we might need to put a steering box in it at some point. It seems to go got a little I'm and I I'm like this and like that. And I'm like, holy I'm Bobtail. I ain't had a damn trailer. I can't and hold I, the son and of a bitch. I drive this truck 3,500 miles a week, okay? Yeah. And I, I called him. I'm like, how? You remember when you, you remember when you remember when 35 down through Texas was like under construction forever? Oh, and yeah. it was down the one lane and there's was, there's was Jersey yeah. Bears almost. I'm thinking I'm trying wow. to keep it out of the And I know what he's doing because he's talking to me on the phone and he's got his MacBook doing fucking payroll on the <laughs> stand, you know, and they're driving. That's first thing. I mean, day one. I'm like, this, 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 we're getting a steering box. Tomorrow, I told Carl, Jesus help me. But yeah, it just goes to show how good a driver I was that I could keep that truck off the Jersey barriers all the way down I 35. You didn't need a steering box, did you? Uh, Hell no, I was useless. Okay, I could keep it straight. He couldn't, but but I could. Some bicycle handlebars up, (laughs) but the son of a bitch would go like 14 degrees in both directions. It was and not and the steer tires wouldn't move. <laughs> it's getting better by the minute. Um, all right, I got a serious question for you from for Richard me? McKinnon. For me, what's the cause of minor tin t i n in the oil sample? Tin was that rings? Uh, no, that's that's bearings. Tin's bearings. Oh, okay. Oh, it was liners. Tin is bearings. No, no, no. Tin's bearings. Tin liners are iron. Oh. Yeah, liners. Yeah, no, no. Copper and tin are are are, are bearings. So. Is tin the first layer, and then copper, zinc, zinc, zinc is the, the first layer, zinc, and then tin and then copper. Yeah. But I mean, what's the number? Don't get excited, okay? Because yeah. if you don't extend the drains, you're going to get that tin number, okay? So what's? Give me the numbers, okay? So I understand what you're talking about. Send a copy of your old sample to Larry at blueribbonlogistics.com. Yeah. Um, Listen, especially Pittsburgh Power, since they bought OPS, they will freak yeah, the fuck that, out that, over the a The guy two or that makes those calls, I hate to say this on the air, but. Yeah, don't. He doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you have to, especially if you're going to extended drains, you have to adjust your expectations to what oil that's been in the engine for a really long time is going to show. Right. Um, we see high iron numbers because we run the cattle. There's an example. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for so, that. So, and and it, 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 look, if you're going to do extended drains, those numbers are going to accumulate. That's just how that works. So, uh, let me see the numbers, and I'll tell you if it's an issue. What's the oil cooler made out? Is that copper? What's what's copper? Oil, copper, yeah. Copper. copper, yeah. Yeah, I wish that copper would have showed up in eight thirty three before we changed. Go back. Hours. Let's go back to Phil. We we dropped the ball on Phil. Okay, so okay. Well, sorry, things had to happen a while ago. So you know, <laughs> sorry, to run out on y'all like that. We heard you in like. I don't care. <laughs> well, we had some. We we had some other questions. If 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 Phil is not going to jump in and take the bait, we're going to have to go. To oh, hold on, hold on. Richard just came in with more information. Richard. It's a DD-15 with 915,000. Well, there you go. Sample is 10.3 and then 3.5. I would. TBN 3.5. <clears throat> send, Richard, send that to to uh, loads 
at Blue Ribbon Logistics.com. L O A D S at Blue Ribbon Logistics.com. I'll look at it for you, okay? So, well, because here's my here's my concern, Richard. A DD fifteen with nine hundred and fifteen thousand miles could start to experience low oil pressure because of weakened pickup tubes pickup and oil tube. manifold. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you have so you that's done the, con- have you done the bottom end on it? Yeah, that's a good question. It's fifty thousand only oil with that's T6. not a lot of oil, okay? And T's that's that's not. Well, let me know what it's. So you're saying ten is three, and TBM is three and a half. So that's three parts per million. Is it what color is it, Richard? Well, on, on your sample, is it in yellow? Or is it in 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 red? Uh, yeah, send that send that to send us. send that to me. Let me if we can it. look at it on air, we'll yeah. Um, uh, we will have a look. Uh, bearings are copper and lead. Uh, lead and tin. Uh, how many were logistics? Good evening, Jared. <laughs> Rolling the photo land. Is William still on there? Josh uh, is trying to plan on going to Landstar within two years unless opportunity for yourself. Okay, well, that's that's all right. That's good. Hey, you know the Lee's on here? Lee Byers talking to him. Lee Byers on here? Yeah. He says, he uh, still, ask him, hey, Lee, you still out in uh, Idaho or you make it home? He had He's a longer on. he had a longer post. Oh, here we go. <clears> if Phil was in his basement, he was working on drinking a shiner. That's what he said. I don't know what that means, but you know, let me tell you something about him. He came over to my house one day. It was my birthday, and we're or yeah, it was my birthday. And me and him wound up at my house, and we're sitting out in the backyard around the fire pit. Yeah, and uh, he had never had shiner. Shiner's a beer made in Texas for the, those of you guys okay. that don't know. So it's not like shine. No, it's not Shiner. This okay. is a Bach beer, which is a certain style of beer. It's a German beer. Okay. okay. So it's made by the Spitzel Brewing Company out of Shiner, Texas. That's why. Okay. Okay. Hence the name Shiner. You're, so, you know, you know your beers, don't you? I know a little bit. He's an aficionado. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, anyway, Lee comes comes over to the house one day, and uh, or that night, and him and I and several other people sat around the fire pit and got severely inebriated. <laughs> and, uh, we actually had to, uh, drive the next day. And, uh, needless to say, it took him from my house to Memphis to, you know, not be sick anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Say what you want to say about, you know, me and alcohol Lee, but, uh, you know, at least my garbage can's got garbage in it instead of, you know, something else. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's here's a question. Afternoon, checking on Carl's health. Mm-hmm. Chris can give us an update on that. Also asking if you will have the seminar again this year and if outside operators. Are, well, first of all, outside operators are always welcome. This is not a Landstar seminar. It is a seminar by me and us that talk about our business model. Um, whether we have it or not this year, that's still under. We don't, I don't make that decision until after March. Our next big event is our March uh, truck show. And so um, if you ask me this today, I would, I would probably tell you probably not, but I will probably change my mind between now and the end but of March. So, for two or three so uh, now the other thing, I'm going to put Amber on the spot here because she's here, but Amber was a huge help last year at the event. Huge help. Mm-hmm. So if I can hire her to be my event manager, there you go. it might be that I would, more to doing it than if I have to do it myself. Is it going to be so. 10.99 or W2? <laughs> whatever, whatever she wants. Whatever she under the table works for me. Okay. So. 
What's so wait, what, but we'll see. It's probably going to be August what? again. We, we can't. I don't think we can do it in July. August works better. We'll probably have it, uh, Willie Kersey. But number one, you're always invited. Number two, we'll as soon as we get through the truck show, we'll start. To, uh, usually June is when we start talking about that event. But um, we'll see. Here to here. Here's my dilemma, okay? And I hate to say this because we're sitting here in the Wingate Hotel. We love this hotel. We love the facility. We love the way they treat us here. But it's in West Virginia, okay? Um, my, 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 um, my decision is always difficult to make because we do it here and we get 50 people, which is great, okay? But if we do it in Kansas City or in Indianapolis or Louisville or Columbus or whatever, it's probably three or four times that, but the cost of putting it on there is so expensive that for me to do it, it doesn't make a lot of sense because I'm, I'm I would make less or more or less more or the same or less money with a lot more work. So if we do it, it's probably going to be in West Virginia because this is where they treat us so well. They cover a lot of the expenses, you know, and that's what, and plus we've done it here now for three years. So um, that means that you guys got to come to West Virginia if you want to do it. So, but we'll we'll see what happens anyway. I hear uh, Coleman, Alabama is a nice place. Coleman, <laughs> Alabama, and we have a brand new Wingate. <laughs> do you know? So you know. Do you know? Okay. I I can I can give everyone a Carl update. Um, yeah, please do. Please. Do. So his situation right now is he's kind of in limbo. He has to have a surgery, um, I think next week um, to repair. Uh, where the they had the feeding tube in, and I guess it didn't close up, and 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 it worried it can cause infection. Uh, he was he just got out of the hospital uh, right before Christmas, uh, had been in there two or three days because of an infection, and until he gets this other surgery done, they will not put him on the transplant list uh, for his lung transplant, and the concern is. Uh, you know, to go in and do this surgery in his stomach, they're going to have to put him back on a ventilator. Um, and he came so far. I mean, he was death's door um, and got off of the ventilator, and which is incredibly difficult to do. Um, and so they, he's got to go through another surgery before uh, Cleveland will allow him uh, to get on that transplant list. So, you know, he's kind of in a, a holding position. His, last time I talked to him, it's been a few weeks, his spirits are good. Um, I called him one night cause I was, a, I was mired in an ABS nightmare. Um, and, and I made some comment to the effect of, I can't wait for your back. So I don't have to crawl my fat ass under these trucks. And he said, uh, just wait till I get my new lungs, son, I'm rip roaring ready to go. <laughs> so that whole well, that 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 sample just came in by the way. That reminds yeah, me, that reminds me of that night, that that weekend in Columbus where he goes, let just let me get some sleep. Okay. I got some sleep. Get uh, out of my way. So son. he yeah. is he is he's incredible. I mean, he's incredible. Guys, listen, I you know, I, I don't want to get too deep in, in religion here, but if 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 praying is part of what you do, pray for Carl. Okay. He needs your prayers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Larry, uh, we received the oil sample from Richard, so Larry's going to have a look at that right now. Looking at it right now. Well, he says that the, the bottom end has not been done. No, no, it's green. Dude, dude, relax. Please oh, relax. Okay. Your base number, that base is probably going to be affected by, let me look here. It's T6, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
The base is low. I would, you know, are you are you adding it? What 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 kind of truck is it? Do we know the truck, Chris? Um, it's a Cascadia with a DD fifteen. So it's probably not using any oil. Okay, I would I would drain an oil, a gallon or two out of it and refresh and put two gallons of fresh oil in it. That'll fix your base problem. Yeah, there's okay? no no lube added. No, now this I, looks like a first sample. Yeah, as well. You no, know, you're 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 overreacting. Don't worry about that. That green that green is normal. Green is normal. Yeah. Okay. So relax. Here's okay? what I would do. Now, if you're running catalyst, you're going to build up iron. Iron's going to start getting high. Yeah. And if you're running ca Cascadia, I would definitely recommend that you be running the catalyst. Okay. No question about it. But I, I would drive, you know, the problem with the Cascadia is they're tight and they don't use a lot of oil. Yeah. I would drain at least a gallon or two out and get two gallons of fresh oil in there. That'll fix your. Do not, do not put Lucas in this truck. No. Do not put Lucas in it, okay? But get it, get a couple of gallons out, refresh it with a. If you're not using any oil, you're going to have to do this from time to time. You're going to have to drain a couple of gallons out, and then get a couple of new gallons in there. That will keep your base uh, up. Now Pittsburgh Power has a base product, but it's really, 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 really thick. If you want to use that product, that's fine, but just use a little bit of it. Don't use very much of it, and that'll fix your base problem without you having to, uh, to drop a couple of gallons of oil. Okay, and if so. if this is your if this is your first sample, um, I would sample and change the OPS filter at twenty five instead of fifty. Yes, definitely do that. Uh, Don't wait fifty. Go if 25. you're going to do the extended drains, that's fine. Uh, but but do the sample at twenty five and change your OPS filter. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna tell you, with nine hundred fifteen thousand, if the bottom end has not been done, right. You're dealing with a ticking time bomb. You have you need, got yeah yeah. I would watch that. Uh, especially that oil pressure very, very closely because yeah. what happens, these plastic pickup tubes in the oil, um, uh, in the, in the, um, <clears throat> in the oil pan, they get brittle and they start to break and it's like sucking through a straw that's got holes in it and it starts to drop oil pressure. And what will happen, um, over time is it will drop the oil pressure low enough to start damaging the bearings. And that's what our concern was when you first said it was 10, but it's green. It, that That's yeah, not anything to yeah, be concerned about. But I would find someone that you trust that's capable of dropping the oil pan while the oil pan is out, oil pump, oil pump manifold, pickup tubes, roll bearings in it, rod and main bearings, and then you're good, you know, because the DD-15 is a very, very strong and reliable engine as far as the, you know, the pistons and the head and, and all that stuff's concerned. Um, just, you know, keeping the emissions clean. Uh, the other thing that we would, uh, that, that that's on here that you should be aware of. Can I, well, uh, it is the, it has the sampled date on here and, uh, that's December 15th of 2023, which they get that from you writing it on, uh, the lab form, but it says received 27th of December. That's too long. Do not hold on to this sample. Right. When you get it out of the motor, get your lab form and get that thing in the FedEx box as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, because that sample will degrade over time. Yeah. And that's why that received is highlighted. So yep. don't hang on to it. Get it out of the it, motor, it, get it in the bottle. It, get it, it dropped. It makes the results of the lab report questionable. So you don't, that's why, that's why it's highlighted. So don't sit on that sample. Get it in. Get it in right away. Um, 
So, uh, so Chris, let's we'll, go back. Let's go back to the, the near the top of the YouTube. Uh, there's a Doug Hill. I'd love to get on a Skype with you guys and discuss my dedicated <clears throat> by the mile deal with one customer dropping hook versus your Landstar deal using a lunatic type truck, just for comparison, not for measuring contests. Well, Doug, you can do that. Uh, we don't do these uh, consultations um, uh, for free. But you can go on our website. Chris, can you can you tell me about do it? blueribbonlogistics.com slash conference. Right. And you can schedule a conference and we'll be able to we'll we'll spend a half hour with you uh, or half hour increments and we'll talk about whatever you want. And it's not a contest. We'll we'll give you our opinion. So that's oh, that's available to anybody. Blueribbonlogistics.com slash conference. If you want to uh, engage Chris and I together. Uh, private one-on-one to discuss your issues. Uh, what's the what's the price we charge, Chris? What what is it? Oh, don't get me to line. I think it's one fifty uh, now. Is it seventy five? It's one fifty now, isn't it? Yeah. So it's in that in half hour increments. Is that what it is? Let me go to the website that I built. And but anyway, we we can't. We just don't have the time to do it for free anymore. The, what we do here on on Saturday night or whatever yeah. night one one fifty for a half hour, two fifty for a full yeah. hour. We we do this for free, but we can't do one on ones with people for free. It's just not possible. So, but we're happy that we, you can schedule your own appointment. There's a, there's a connection to a, 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 a calendar there, pick your appointment and we'll, we'll Skype. We won't Skype it. We'll zoom with you. So, yeah. um, Doug Hill again, for context, <coughs> Landstar is on the deal. I do. They just get paid one way. I get paid both ways. Hmm. Just curious with having all mags in one bed and best is a better to one. I don't know. We'll, we'll need to talk well, to you and find out more about here, it. Here's, here's some information for everybody, okay? The, the reason that we're at Landstar and the reason that we recommend Landstar for the first-time owner-operator is that there is a lot of safety in le- leasing to a carrier, period, but especially Landstar. There's a lot of safety net that you get at Landstar that you don't get. you sure as hell don't get on your own. Right. Um, and you're not going to get um, uh, at, at, at other carriers just because of the, the scale. I mean, it's a billion-dollar company. Multi-billion-dollar um, multi, multi company. Fortune 500 company. Um, listen, that comes with a lot of perks, okay? And, yeah. um, you know, incredibly cheap uh, bobtail physical damage insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, no know, cargo liability $33 insurance. a week. Yeah, thirty-three. You know, I Chris, I read all these. Look, I'm reading all these. You know how you get you call them a vortex, okay? I don't know what I call them. Mm-hmm. You get on YouTube or you get on TikTok and you start watching something, and all of a sudden that's all you see anymore. <laughs> that's called an algorithm. Am yeah. I right about that? Oh yeah. Okay, so you watch one of those, and now you see fifty of them. All these problems with these independents with with factoring companies. Oh yeah. And all these problems Crazy. with insurance companies. You know, I look at that and I go, you know what? I've never had that problem. I've never had an issue with this. I've never had an issue with that, you know? So, you know, you guys that get all up in the air about losing 35% of your revenue, I wonder how Phil feels about that. Phil's been here for 10 years now hauling heavy haul shit, okay? Phil, you give 35% of your revenue away from on the top. You know that? 35. Yeah, that's fine. You know, they got to make something, right? Hey, look, you know... Thirty-five percent of nothing is nothing, you know. Sixty-five percent of nothing is nothing. So, 
if they think that we actually give 35%, which is, or yeah. they take 35%, well, I, I put which, that well, number out this is bullshit, coming. you know, to begin with, but, uh, well, you know here, my answer to all those is always, okay. So you, the, the premise here is that you pay nothing. That's right. the premise. We're paying 35% and you pay nothing. Yet I look at my insurance costs versus your insurance costs. And you know, nobody's ever taken me up yet on the challenge. Those, no one's ever, ever, ever sent me the financials. The, the last load I did uh, back in December, there were, I went out to uh, Phoenix and one of the guys that was out there, uh, on this project was a, uh, an approved carrier for Landstar. And he told me what he was getting paid to do that load. Right. And I can guarantee you one thing, Landstar can have that 35% all they want because <laughs> that guy is getting yeah, raped but, over but the you coals. Must, you must be, you must just be nuts to give Landstar 35% of your money. I mean, come on. At least fucktards just want to get on TikTok and, Comment on you know, one video, not do anything. Well, not look it, at anything it's, else. It's easy to that. That's <clears> such <throat> that's such low hanging fruit. You know, yeah. first of all, we. I mean, I've been at Landstar now for almost ten. I think ten years now, uh, and I did my numbers. I think I shared them with all you guys. What was our what was our percentage? Was it twenty eight percent? Twenty nine. Twenty nine percent. So it's twenty nine. Begin with okay. Just to start out with. It's not thirty five. I can look it up. What, Second of all, one word insurance. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Well, That's no, it. no, two words. Factory. Well, yeah, factoring and insurance. Yeah. That's that yeah. covers it. And right there. and load board subscription. Yeah. Fuel discount. Twenty mm -hmm. unpar Our fuel was what was it of gross? Twenty. Help me out here. Twenty. Fuel was what was our gross? Twenty one percent of gross. There you go. You okay. know, I, I know a lot of the owner independent owner operators probably have some kind of fuel discount, fuel cards, whatever. Yeah. Could you imagine going to the truck stop and paying the marquee's price for that shit? But you know what? Yeah. You know, I, I went to, I went to Nastic's convention, not convention, but they're they're it's called Nest New Entrant something something. I did I did it twice. That's how stupid I fucking am. Okay? <laughs> I did it twice. Dio, what are you talking about? Right. We don't negotiate with other BCOs for. Rates. So I went to Nastic's thing. So I'm on their list. Okay, I'm on their list. So every year, their insurance people, I mean, their fuel people, call me to try to get me to use their fuel card. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It's not bad. When I tell them I'm at Landstar, they just hang up. Yeah. But the conversation stops because they know no, there's not any comparison. Yeah. I mean, we do, our fuel was 21% of revenue. 21% of revenue. Yeah. I do accounting for people whose fuel is 45% of revenue. Okay. So, anyway, one more load a week. So, let me have another yeah. question for you. <laughs> William, William Haynes, uh, William, first of all, I hope, I hope you're having a happy new year and a Merry Christmas. We, we, uh, we thank a lot of you, buddy. Hey, come there, back, man. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. William, come back anytime. Hey, if you're available at the truck show, come, come join us for our Saturday night thing. Okay. So uh, contact me about that. I'd love to have you. Okay. Uh, but you do have to dress up. You can't wear those shitty ass, those dirty ass. <laughs> <laughs> no suspenders allowed. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, buddy. There are a lot of videos about 74 K a year, not being middle class with average owner operator page 60 is trucking still available. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But here's the thing. The average owner operator is making this year was 62.5, just to correct your numbers. But we know for a fact that if you do your business the way it can be done, there's no reason you can't be at Landstar making 150, even giving up the 29%. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So I know you're, I know you're doing that to get me to say that, but I appreciate the segue. So uh, since everyone is enjoying the spirits, let's talk about IFTA. What do you want to talk about IFTA, Clyde? Ask him about IFTA, okay? He's trying to start a fight. I know he is. He's just trying to. What did he ask? He IFTA. wants to know about IFTA. Right. Ask me some specific questions, and I'll talk to you about IFTA all you want. But I'm not going to be baited tonight, so just so you know that. All right, DL. I know that. Now, DL, we're, we're not. Where are we at, Chris? We're, not, help me, help we're at, the, we're very at bottom. the bottom. Right. We're not, very bottom. we're not, we're listen, we're not trying to hit you in the mouth, but we got to explain a couple of things. He says, do you negotiate with BCOs or are the rates set in stone? Right. I don't well, see that. I don't it's see all that. The way at the It's oh, all see, the way at the bottom of YouTube. I see it. It's and not at the bottom. It's almost. We, it says, I know that Landstar has good rates. Do they give high rates automatically or do you have to negotiate back and forth like C.H. Robinson? Okay. couple of things. BCO is the truck the business capacity owner. It's what Landstar calls an owner-operator. Yeah. Because, and the agents. But, but let's let, me, let me say something here. Can I, can I go ahead. in here? Our conversation we're talking about today, okay, this right here, this right here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to that. Okay. Th that's my plan. All right, then I'll let you go. Okay. So the BCO is the truck operator. The agent is the person that connects the BCO with the customer. Okay. Landstar does not have good rates and Landstar does not have bad rates. Landstar does not give high rates and Landstar does not give low rates. Is there negotiation? Uh, to an extent, yes. Okay. But rates are set by one thing, one. And only one thing, the supply of trucks versus the demand of freight, period. And it's not set by the broker. It's, it's set not by set customer. by the broker. It's not set by the agent. It's not set by the truck. It's not set by the customer. The available number of trucks versus the available number of loads sets the rates. If there are too many trucks and not enough loads, the rates go down. If there are too many loads and not enough trucks, the rates go up, period. End of story. All right. Now, to the, to the, to the issue of the word negotiation when it comes to dealing with Landstar agents, there are two kinds of agents. Well, there's two kinds of freight at Landstar. There's direct and there's non-direct. That means direct means a Landstar agent has gone, knocked on the door. Hey, Mr. Customer. I have access to all these trucks. I would like to haul your freight. Let's sign a contract between me and you. I'm Landstar. You're the customer. We are going to have a direct relationship where there's no one else between us. In most cases, not all, but most cases, there's a contract. The contract says what the rate will be. The contract says what the fuel surcharge, fuel surcharge will be. So there is no negotiation. We called today. We had a guy that was supposed to come back to work next week. He said, hey, I'm coming back tomorrow. Richie jumped on the board, saw an agent that we know, had a load from point A to P, point B, paid 2500 and some odd dollars. That's it. 2564 That's it. It's a preloaded trailer. It picks up here. It goes there. It pays 2564 <clears throat> period. End of story. Now, if there were no agents that had the ability to go and book, say, a C.H. Robinson load, for example. 
all Landstar agents can do is go to a customer, sign that contract that we talked about, and that's it. That's the only thing on our board. And I go to an area, I go to Memphis, and I deliver a direct customer load. And now my trailer's empty. What am I going to do? Well, I look, and there are no direct shipper loads within 500 miles. But I know that C.H. Robinson had loads, or TQL has loads, or Tom, Dick, and Harry has a load. If I, as a BCO, want to call Tom's brokerage and book a load, well, I don't have that authority. The agent does. So I've got to call the agent, and the agent's got to call Tom, and then they've got to work out the deal. That's the way it works. Well, there are agents here that don't have any direct freight. They only have C.H. Robinson or TQL or whoever it is, okay? Well, they do the work so that I don't have to. In that situation, they see a load on truckstop.com. goes from point A to point B, and they want to go call and book that load. Well, they can't do that unless they have a truck. How are they going to get a truck? Well, they're going to see that load that's going from point A to point B, and they're going to look at the market, Again, that's de that's developed based on supply and demand and say, I can, one, get that broker to give me that load for $1,200, and I can get a BCO to call me for $1,200, so I'm going to put that load on the board. I don't post it for $1,200. BCO calls. Hey, you have this load to that load? Yep. Uh, let me call the customer. Customer is the broker. And they're going to say, hey, now I have a truck because they can't call and get that load unless they have a truck. Now I've got a truck on the line. Hey, uh, hey, this is such and such with Landstar. Can I get this load from A to B for $1,200? And the guy says, most I'm paying is $1,150. Comes back. Uh, hey, BCO, he, he wants to do this load for $1,150. At that point, I'm either going to take it for $1,150 or I'm going to say, no, thanks, man. Not interested. Have a nice day. But we're not going to. But we're not going to bash the agent. I'm that. not going to lose my shit. I'm not going to cry like a toddler. I'm not going to throw a fit. I'm not going to post on Facebook. I'm going to move on with my life. Find another load. Right. That's it. That's 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 the end of the story. Right. Now I might say, you know, yeah, I'll take it for eleven fifty. There have been times that I've called on a load posted for twelve hundred dollars. And say, man, listen, uh, I listen, I will 100 percent do it at 1200 but if you can get 1350 you know, and they'll try. I've had, and I know you've had this too, where I've called, I'm sure you have too. I've called on a, what, what we call a third-party load for $1,350. He'll come back and say, Man, I got you $1425. Yep. Well, hell yeah, you did, brother. You know what he's doing? Helping his customer. In that case, that's me, right? So is there negotiation? Yes and no. But if you are not aware of the condition of the market that you are operating in, we had a minimum of $10,000 a week last year. We adjusted that down to $8,000 a year. I'm sorry, $8,000 a week because we knew that the market had shifted. There were not enough loads. There were too many trucks. The reality is there's plenty of loads. There's just too many damn trucks. The, the condition of the overall economy is good. You know, it, it, the, the, it's actually up over 2021. I think it was 9 or 10%. Mm -hmm. The actual number of loads was up. But every goddamn 
dude and their brother went and bought a damn truck in 2021 and there's just too many trucks and some i hate to break y'all's heart but y'all need to go away they there's will. a bunch of y'all need they to go will. away they and will. you're going away so let's e- talk let's the- talk about the word negotiate for a second okay because people think negotiations like buying a used car where there's a winner and a loser and you're never going to do business again that's not negotiation negotiation can end with both people both people being happy with the results yep that's what negotiation is. It's not tire kicking. It's not uh, the example of the what's the guys on TV the 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 pawn, Shark pawn star pawn oh, star pawn stars, guys. Yeah, you know that's not negotiation. Okay, in the real world, right? You know, negotiation in this situation is that both people leave happy with the deal. That's negotiation. If you ever want to do business with them again, mm-hmm. okay. A lot of truck drivers think the negotiation is that I kicked his ass and I won. You mm-hmm. know that that's not negotiation. You know, that's just like, I'm never going to do business with you again. So, all right, I got a couple of, I got a couple of things. So first of all, Larry Cothran, if you're still on here, I need you to contact me. Loads at blueribbonlogistics.com. I need to talk to you about something very important, okay? Larry Cothran, loads at blueribbonlogistics.com. Paging Larry Cothran. If you're still on here, please get, reach out to me. I need to talk to you. Uh, there was something else on here. Um, uh, I got one more thing about the negotiation. One of my favorite things to do, and it's not something that I seek out, but happens from time to time, is I'll call a, you know, Igor in Ukraine or whatever, you know, and I'll book a load and he'll call me back and I can hear his voice shaking. Um, sir, yes, sir. Uh, the customer has said uh, they will only pay $12.50 on this load that I booked for $13.25 or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it at that. And he's like, what'd you say? Because I don't cuss him out. Right. Why would I do that? Well, number one, I know what I need in that moment. It's a puzzle piece for me. I can go this far in deadhead. Here's what I've done the rest of my week. This load will fit if it's at least, you know, 1,000 or 1,100 or 1,200, 1,500. I know it'll work. And if it works for me, the time works and everything works, and then he calls me back and the broker's playing games with him, and they want to, they want at the last minute, they want to cut $75 off. And he's fully expecting me to blow my top, lose my shit. And I go, man, listen, man, I'll, I'll take it at that. You'll do what? <laughs> and these are BCOs. No, they, no, agents. Right, agents, I know, agents, I know, yeah, but yeah. they're afraid of getting cussed out by oh, BCOs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. This agent that we were just talking about, I had a 45 minute conversation with her. She called, cold called a BCO to ask for him to take one of her loads. Going from point A to point B. I'm mm-hmm. not going to give her name up. Right. But he starts going back and forth with her saying, before she even gets out with, with the rates or anything, the load's paying 310 a mile, 308 a mile, something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I don't haul cheap freight. He's not pulling another load for her unless it's a bullshit load. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't last about 17 minutes as an agent. I Oh, no. One of the loads. Trust me when I tell you this. <laughs> that you're right. <laughs> one of the loads that I booked this week, actually the one load I booked for Greg this week, you know, it was posted for, I think, 4000 Yeah. time I you know, called agent up, he said, you know what? If you can match 3800 it's yours. I said, oh, here, yeah, here is the perfect example of why Richie's successful in this business. He understands who his customer is. Yep. He understands, okay, he understands that if, if everybody would just understand that 
if you take care of your customer, they'll take care of you. You yeah. know, you're not going to win every battle. That's not, no one wins every battle. Okay. The people win every battle are the ones in the war. It's the ones who, I, I look, I got, I'm going to get move on. So here's a question I want to answer. Mm-hmm. Willie Lee Kersey, can you explain why no Lucas products? Well, let me qualify that. It's not that we say no Lucas products. We don't want you to use Lucas oil additive because the whole point of this T6 is to lower the viscosity, to lower the, the parasitic drain that's robbing you of fuel mileage. Okay. And when you put the Lucas in there, you're all you're doing is just adding viscosity back to it. The only time you use Lucas is if you're trying to protect bearings. In this situation where these bearings were green, I would not worry about it. If they came back right. red, different yep. story. I'd protect the bearings, dump the oil, figure out what's going on. Especially but, with cooling intrusion. Absolutely. But you don't want to use Lucas as a regular thing because all it's doing, all it's doing is, in, is increasing your viscosity. We do not want that. We want as low viscosity as we can get and still protect the motor. And that's why we use T6. There's no reason to use T6 if you're adding Lucas to every oil change. That is ridiculous. Okay? So, no, do not. Now, Lucas injector cleaner, different story. I, do, I mean, we use that all the time. But I was I was watching Vice Grip Garage the other day, that old Chevrolet pickup truck we're talking about. Yeah. And they stopped at a place to put fix the exhaust, you know, because the fumes were getting. And the rear main seal is pouring oil, right? Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, we, we decided while we've got it on the rack, we're going to go ahead and, and fix this rear main seal. And I thought, oh, well, they're going to pull the transmission. Nope. He cracks open a bottle of rear main seal stuff, pours it in. He's like, hey, rebuilding rear main seal, rebuilding, rebuilding, done. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, you, the, the, yeah, I'll take another one. The, it's the blanket answers. Right. That everybody's right. after. Exactly. Exactly. Well, just exactly. do this. If you just run Lucas all the time, or if you well, just run T6 all the time. No, it's uh every situation requires what, critical thinking. Is this for me? Question? No, no. Oh. Every um, situation requires critical thinking. Somebody, somebody was at oh, Hummingbird was asking about gear ratio. I run at 1350 RPMs. That was my Why? Next, that was my next question. Why? Uh the <laughs> last gear is 0.74, so it's a standard overdrive. Standard it's overdrive. a 13 or a 10. Okay. And the rear end gear ratio is 370. What's the best speed for fuel mileage in a truck like this? Well, what's the motor? Yeah. At the the sweet spot for a Detroit's 1350. If you're in a Detroit, you're there. So that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, is 58 too slow? Too slow for what? Right. Yeah. So is it too slow for traffic in Arizona? Probably. Is it too slow for your fellow truckers that think you're stupid? Yeah. Is it is it too slow for when you've got to make your delivery? Right. You know, people again, are like, well, what speed do again, y'all run? I'm at, like, you're asking for a blanket answer. There's it's not one for this, okay? The way that you the way that you maximize return on what we do is that you have to look at every situation and you have to analyze what the answer is to that situation. If you're looking for blanket answers, you're going to end up making bad decisions. Okay, because they're not yeah. any. 58, it works fine if you don't have to worry about being on time for a, for a, a, uh, an appointment. Uh, if, uh, if, 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 again, it all depends on the situation. And we tell our guys 58 to 62 is ideal, but does that mean that that's what they do? No. If they have to make a delivery, they got to drive seven, they got to drive 70. But the next time they're there and they don't have to be there for, 
you know, for two hours so they can get there on time and not and drive 58. Why not? You know, but there's not one answer to both those questions. It's good to Lee, Lee Byer says, in my humble opinion, how humble are Lee Byer's opinion? Not very. Uh, <laughs> that depends on how much he's had to drink. <laughs> that depends on if he's had any shiner or not. The best blanket answer to fix things right the first time, and you'll more than make up the added short-term cost and long-term. But that's a pretty good blanket answer. Yeah. Do it right the first time. Now, yeah. he also said, if you want to haul only direct shipper freight, guess what? There's a button for that. Direct shipper, yes or no. Except that there are agents in the Ukraine that are smart enough to figure out that there are some BCOs that will only check yes. <laughs> and so they will part, they will post loads that are not direct as direct. Well, and I can look through the board and get there ain't no damn way that's direct. Freight. There's an ops and end of that spectrum. Also, there's also the agents that have direct customers that for some reason will not market as direct. Yeah. Freight. I see it all the time. <clears throat> Who's DL? Do we know who DL is? Or give a different rate. I, DL you know, looks familiar. Like DL has commented before. trying to buy the truck out from under me, are you, Larry? I think, I think Larry's, I think DL's mean. Would D, I've seen DL before. I think DL's mean facetious. Um, well, look, it's almost uh, nine o'clock. We're just getting been started. Almost for two hours. Well, okay. Well, we're going to do this real quick. And then this is what we'll end. I want, to talk, I want to talk about this. Well, what okay. about your skydiving adventure? If we want to see you go skydiving, um, what? I need you to go find, go down He's the hall, go skydiving, go to go out this door <laughs> and down the hall. And the first door on the right is a nice, dark, cold place. <laughs> yeah. You can go fuck yourself. Okay? Come on, y'all want to go skydiving? skydiving is what are you talking about? Yeah, he's talking about he's that. not going oh. skydiving anywhere. <laughs> no, I know he's not. I know better than that. Skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want I want to talk about this for just a second. What is that? Explain what that is. It's your thing. I'm, okay, so I know what it is. All right, they don't know what it is. Well, that's what I'm getting. To. I wrote so the son of a bitch. I know what it is. <clears throat> so Larry has come up with some absolutely brilliant questions. Um, because we, get, of course, we get lots of, uh, especially on TikTok, people that watch, you know, 17 seconds of a 10 minute video. Um. They ask lots of questions. And so we have a, a spot on the website called Drive for Us, and you can go click on that, and it asks you some basic questions. We're going to which, – Which, by the way, that needs to be changed to something besides oh, Drive it, for Us. Okay. okay. Well, I'll work on that too. Okay. That'll be Thank tomorrow's you. brainstorming Thank session. You. Thank you. Um, but <clears throat> these are the now – these are these will be after our summit here in West Virginia. These are This is what you're going to run into. Uh, when you go to the link uh, to join our program, join our program instead yes. of drive for Thank us. you. I like that better. I like that better. Because uh, you know what? We don't hire truck drivers. That's you know, 100% aware of that? true. You know, but I want to roll through just a couple of these questions. I'm going to go through all of them. Okay. We got 10 minutes. Number one, why? And this is a question that everybody gets in, asked uh, when we do a, an interview with a potential uh, program participant. Uh, why do you want to start a business? When did you realize that you wanted to be in business? Why did you pick trucking as the business to start? And these are all going to be like essay questions. You're actually going to have to type out a response. <laughs> no, I'm so looking forward to You do know I sleep with an English teacher, right? Yeah. Uh, how much experience do you have in trucking? How much experience do you have in management? Any management. How much experience do you have in any business ownership? How much capital 
they don't even know what that is. How much capital? About to say, what's capital? Tallahassee. <laughs> uh, <Charleston. Kyle> <laughs> <laughs> Spokane. I only uh, have little letters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't live in it. What's the capital? Lower, I only have lowercase letters. So this is this is the filter that's going to get rid of most of the truck drivers. <laughs> uh, how much capital do you currently have to start your business? Are there any personal conflicting issues that would interfere with starting your business now? Like. Is your wife pregnant? Do you have a three-day-old baby? Um, <clears throat> are you now, or have you ever participated in a lease purchase in trucking? Uh, number 10 is going to get added there is how many leases have you done? Because we know most of y'all can't figure it out the first damn time. So you do it three or four more times <laughs> after that. Thinking that the second time is going to yeah, be better. The the second, sure, the second time is going to be better. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm going to try this, but it's better. I'm, I'm talking... Uh, I'm talking to you, Mr. $5,600 a month truck payment on Schneider that I saw on TikTok. No shit. This is now, this is going to be awesome. Rate each of the following with one being the highest and 10 being the least. I think that needs to be 10 needs to be the highest and one in the least. No, one is the highest. 10 is the least. Well, number one is number one. Well, number 10 sucks. Listen, I know. Hey, 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 hey. Who had the idea about that? I know the audience. Thank you. Okay, so you're going to rate each of the following from 1 to 10. Being my own boss, setting my own hours, saving money, setting a budget, choosing my own home and home time and duration, your uh, my appearance, forming a relationship with a broker or agent, the appearance of my equipment, what my friends and family think about my decisions, working harder to increase my business revenue, how my spouse or significant other thinks of me starting a business having sufficient working capital to sustain unexpected events, service to a customer, business communication, maintaining a business relationship, even when it's not, uh, even when it's inconvenient, being financially set for retirement, working harder to lower my cost of doing business, providing my own benefits instead of depending on an employer, expecting help from from the government or industry authorities, (laughs) having (laughs) That's the best one, right? Having a warranty and a newer truck, driving to get better fuel mileage, getting as many miles as I can legally drive in a week. So all that you're going to have to rate one through ten. ten not not miles. rank, but rate. Rate. The each, government each ought to do something about this question there. <laughs> all right. Now, now, do you have one of your verifiable OTR? How many tickets of warnings? This is all the qualifying stuff. But notice that we're putting business philosophy first because all these people, they'll watch the TikToks and they'll watch the YouTubes and we'll ask them, well, why do you want to be in business? And what they should say is, well, I don't want to be in business. I just want to own a truck. That's right. what they should say. Well, but that's they what don't. they do say. They just don't say it that way. Right. Uh, most of them are like freedom. <clears throat> so I immediately ask from what is it you're trying to be free? Um, so that I think this is going to be a very interesting filter through which people that come in the front door. Um, and number 21 is probably my favorite. Uh, do you use Windows, Android, <laughs> Mac, or iPad? Because uh, that's going to tell a lot about you. Because, listen, I will I will judge you by the content of your character, not the color of your text. I think 20, but that's not true because I, I will judge you based on the, the color question of your text. On the whole thing. Huh? I think the last question is the best question on the whole thing. What is or was the best job? The job is in bold. 
What is and was the best job you've ever had and why? I know my answer to that. What is it? Pressure wash. What? Pressure wash. Pressure, pressure wash. I've got it. Listen. That was pressure wash. Full There's stop. A story behind that. Really? Yeah. Full stop. I got to hear that story go. Richie Matthews. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. I love the before and after. See something dirty as shit and then being able to get it like mint condition. And I, two. I can, I can dig that. And two, Charlie Hoffman was the dude who wasn't going to hire me because I lived 16 miles away from his house where I had to be at each morning with no car. But he still hired me, and I got it done. So I like working with him, and I like doing the job. Okay. TL says, I want to be rich like Larry. Listen, if I wasn't truck driving, I'd still do pressure washing. So the answer to All your day. question, DL, is that if you're a existing uh, LLC, you have a year to comply with the FinCEN. If you're a new LLC, you have to do it right away, I think 30 days. So what the there's, a big, there's a big change in the LLC world come January 1. What? Okay, oh. it's called the business owner. Let me consult the book of knowledge. Yeah. And anyway, it 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 it's basically just people who are hiding behind LLCs to to uh, launder money and that sort of thing. It's it's just it, oh it, for the love of yeah yeah, it's a big deal. But LLCs are not going to be as attractive anymore to people who want to launder money. This is the basic deal. The Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. There you go. Oh, good. This is the IRS. If you're an existing LLC, you've no. got a year. But now understand something. Treasury. If you're in violation, oh. the fines are $500 a day from day one. Like the fuck So do not, <laughs> do not. Do not be in violation. Go so, back and explain uh, it. Violation the law. I don't care what y'all think right I said in my humble opinion because of pleasure. Okay. So anyway, guys, uh listen, a couple listen uh a some uh some oh, wait a minute. Uh, well pause on this. This is great. You're gonna love this. This is from the Wikipedia page on this uh financial crimes enforcement network. Um the two thousand one USA Patriot Act. Anything that starts with that is just oh, out of my the thing that everybody threw out the window. Yeah, the freedoms thrown yeah. out the window. Yeah, that's when I couldn't open the bank account anymore. The two thousand one like USA Patriot Act. That was 22 years ago, by the way, required the Secretary of the Treasury to create a secured network for the transmission of information to enforce the relevant regulations. FinCEN's regulations under Section 314 enable federal law enforcement agencies through FinCEN to reach out to more than 45,000 ports of contact at more than 20, 27,000 financial institutions to locate accounts and transactions of persons that may be involved in terrorist financing. That's Richie. <laughs> And or money laundering. Uh, it's, it's just what well, well, look, here's the thing. Joke. Okay, everybody needs to have a CPA. 100%. CPA, not think not, of the children. CPA, consult your CPA about your fence in requirements. Okay, and that's what you need to do. Uh, listen, guys, we have got um, some opportunities. Uh, we've got five <gasps> trucks getting ready to come on. We've got a couple of people who've expressed interest in putting trucks on with us. If you want to be in the program and you understand what we do here and you want to be a part of what we do and learn how to do this the right way without having taken all the risk on, go to our website and submit the submission. You're going to have to subject yourself to this after tomorrow, but you have to understand we don't have, we don't have jobs here. We don't provide trucking jobs. We provide a program to teach you how to, how to start in business and stay in business. We teach you how to be richy. We teach you how to be 
Phil. We teach you how to be Seth. We teach you how to be William. Teach you how to be. So it's it's to, it's to teach you the basics of how to be in the trucking business and survive and be there when things get good again. Understand something, okay? Listen to me when I say this, okay? All the things that you've seen on Facebook about how bad things are, we don't experience that. We're growing 50% between now and the 1st of April. 50% between now and the 1st of April, okay? We made money in 2023, all right? We do it because we know how to run businesses. We're not trucking people. We don't hate our customers. We don't, you know, we, 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 we have a way of doing this that is successful and you can be successful too, but you have to subscribe to the ways of the lunatic and forget about all the people out there that want you to not haul cheap freight. Okay. That's all there is to it. So if you're willing to have the tough skin and go, fuck you to everybody else that's, that, that you know of, we can make you very successful here, but you got to take the first step. And the first step is go to www.blueriverlogistics.com. Right now it says drive for us. Tomorrow that's going to be changed. It's going business with us. Okay. Good night. Good. Uh, and, happy- and remember, it's it's uh, it's 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 December thirtieth, and so in about twenty seven hours it's going to be twenty twenty four, an election year. If y'all thought sixteen and twenty were wild, y'all better buckle your seatbelts because this shit's going to get crazy. I sent a, a message out to my tech, my uh, my fleet this week. I'm gonna try to bring it up real quick if I can find it. Um, Which one? The one about the hours and whatnot in 2024. I really liked what I did. I'll there. still be wearing my shirt. <clears throat> I can't make my screen go away, so I can't find. it. I should have been worn it right now. Um, what um, about what? I, I'll find it. Just give me a second. Okay. okay. It it's we'll about 2024. It's a it's a. I can't make my screen go away. I can't make it fucking. <laughs> okay. So in our fleet message under fleet, it says uh, something about 2024. There it oh. is. You have 12 months yep. or 52 weeks or 365 days or 8,760 hours or 252,600 minutes or Three million one hundred fifty-three thousand six hundred seconds coming up in twenty twenty-four. Everybody's got the same. Nobody has an advantage, but yet some people will take advantage of that, and some people will piss it away. What are you going to do? Happy New Year! And with that, lunatics, we bid you good evening. Uh, it's nine o'clock. We still got lots of drinking to do. So, uh, <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll Be safe, everybody. Okay? We'll see you next year. Thanks, everybody, for being. Uh, and listen, go to Pittsburgh Power. Okay, tell them that you found them here. We need those guys. Okay. And by the way, we do have a big, big announcement coming up oh. in a couple of weeks. A huge announcement coming up in a couple of weeks. Huge announcement. It's big coming up. It's it's, it's really, big. really, really, really big. And you're going to be surprised. Like and subscribe. You've only got 17 of y'all liking this podcast. There's 45 of y'all on the watching. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. and subscribe. Yeah, you you subscribe or I'm going to track you down and meet you somewhere. Easy now. <laughs> good night, DL. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good night. We, we'll uh, everybody, good night. And uh, we'll see you next year. And we have a big, 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 big announcement coming 
in huge. a week or two. Okay, it's, it's huge. It, it is. It is huge. It is huge. It is now. He's gonna knock it down. It is huge. All right, we're gonna we're gonna quit. We're gonna quit while we're ahead. We'll see y'all. Good night, everybody. See you.